Welcome to the Pursuit Friends Church Network of House Churches podcast. I'm the planner and lead pastor, Brian Donahue, and I'm joined by Kristen All, who is the director and pastor of Network Ministries. We're excited to share about what God is doing at Pursuit Friends Church as we build this network of house churches. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of how God is moving and working in our midst, updates and news on our progress, but we really want to focus on sharing what we are walking through from God's Word each week as a church family. So grab a cup of coffee, your Bible, and join Kristen and myself as we share how God is moving at Pursuit Friends Church and as we discuss what we learned from our Bible passage this week. We're glad you're here. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us for episode five of the Pursuit Friends podcast. I'm Brian Donahue. I'm here with Kristen All. How are you doing today, Kristen? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm still riding high on the emotion and the experience of what mm-hmm. we got to encounter this past Sunday at Pursuit Friends Church, or should I say more clearly, at Cuyahoga Valley National Park as we gather together uh, at the invitation of our good, dear friends at Kent Chinese Friends Church, uh, who invited our church and Winona Friends Church to join together in a worship celebration in the great outdoors, God's creation. It was really wonderful. It was. And here's how you say it. You say, with the church, not at church, right? Because uh, yes. it's right. amazing right. together with with the rest of the body. Yes, it it, it is. It's a, a very special morning to uh, to spend out there at the park. Yes, it is. And we we have been um, had a special relationship with Kent Chinese Friends Church in particular um, the past few years. Pastor Samuel has been uh, an incredible support and encouragement to me as the planter of Pursuit Friends Church, as the original planter. I've got other planters that came alongside me uh, very early on in that. But as we did this together, but Samuel and I have a good relationship as brothers, um, and he is always encouraging uh, to me, he and his wife Sharon, and his whole team of co-workers there at Kent Chinese Friends. And uh, they actually invited um, Kristen and her husband Joe and uh, Jay and uh, our worship team at Jackson Friends. I think we went at least once, if not twice, to help them. Uh, twice, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Twice. And then there's the Christmas yeah. uh, Eve service. We've or not uh, Christmas. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. Their Christmas their Eve, Christmas but... celebration. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago now. Um, but Sam and I have had a good relationship for a while. We both serve on the multiplication team and the church planning sub team uh, in that uh, group of men and women for EFCER Evangelical Friends Church Eastern Region. And uh, we're just good brothers, and uh, he invited our church for the second time as Pursuit Friends to come and be a part of this fall celebration for them as they welcome in new students from Kent uh, State University. They have a dynamic ministry to college students there, and um, we just worship together. Uh, This time we got to hear three different pastors give about roughly 10 to 15 minute sermons Uh, messages all around the theme of reconnecting with God's love. And I have to say this, Kristen, 
uh, we these three pastors, including myself, actually stuck to that ten to fifteen minute time frame. It was a miracle in and of itself. Uh, you know, I uh, was very tempted, to be honest, to pull out my watch and watch see if you guys <laughs> could hold to that time frame. But you showed great restraint and 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 strategic, you know, speaking. Right, right. And you know, my, one of my favorite moments from that, if if I can. Uh, just share this was at one point in time, Samuel looked over to me and asked how much more time he has left to preach. And I gave him the zero signal with my hands and all of his folks thought that was hysterical <laughs> that I was telling him he was basically done. But of course he went on and wrapped it up very beautifully. Yes. Um, and it was, it was just a lovely time in the word in worship. Um, what stuck out to you, Kristen? What's something about our service that you really um, made an impression on you? You know, I uh, particularly love to gather with people from different backgrounds uh, to hear them sing in in Mandarin, to worship, um, and to um, just to recognize that we are all part of the same body. We've, we've come from different places, but we've all been grafted in together. Mm. Um, that's really special to me, and I I really um, enjoy that opportunity. Yeah, there there is one moment in particular that um, I remember being touched by the presence of God as we worshipped as um, the Chinese the the we were singing it in Mandarin, but uh, they had the words written down in English underneath uh, the Chinese. Wait, wait a minute. Now, the, the, did you say that you were singing it in Mandarin? No, I'm sorry. You. Um, <laughs> Because I, I was not to, sitting near you, I really would have liked to have heard right. that. For, for all I'm of just... our listeners who who are who are really fact finding truth, uh, you know, I, I I spoke wrong incorrectly. <laughs> as we as a group were in the spirit of worship, as I was listening to them sing in Mandarin um, and reading the English words underneath and trying to follow along as best I could. Um, based on the beat of the song and their uh, all that stuff, um, there was a moment where I was particularly touched by the power of God, and just raised my hand up. And Joe was standing right beside me, um, working diligently on the sound uh, on his uh, little screen there. And um, both of our hands went up about the same time, and they actually captured that moment. They had a photographer there mm. um, that captured that moment of me and Joe together worshiping as. Um, they were leading us in worship, and it was just sweet. It was sweet to see my daughter um, yes. playing with kids from different backgrounds and uh, who look differently than her but love the same exact way, love the Lord, love people, love each other. Um, as they were picking dandelions in the fields, yes. as my daughter was dancing, especially as we sang Reckless Love, that's just one of her heart songs. Um uh, which all, every time she hears that, she stops what she's doing and just dances before the Lord. And um, uh, it was just a wonderful, it was just wonderful to have unity, to be in a place together with other believers from different backgrounds, different churches um, here in Northeast Ohio, and just be one in the Lord. It was so sweet. Absolutely. It really was um, just a lovely day. A little hot, I will say. Tad bit hot. Uh, sweat profusely. Yes. I think Joe won the sunburn challenge. Though. I told you. I told you. He turned bright red. He was done by the time we got home. <laughs> but it was good. We had we had a wonderful potluck lunch afterwards with great food, great fellowship. 
Um, and uh, also uh, the words that were just spoken, I think were, were impacting to us as a whole um, because there was little things you could pick out because honestly, I mean, a good pastor is going to be able to get in and out in 10, 15 minutes and, and make you go, ooh, at least once, like, like, or at least ouch. You know, if you can't say amen, you better say ouch, you know, at least once, um, as Vody Bachman likes to say. And so uh, it, it, was, it, it was very encouraging. I, I love when I listen, I'm just jumping with this uh, in regards to what happened for us Sunday and what we experienced is I, I'm a... I consider myself a podcaster aficionado, meaning, and what I mean by that, I'm very specific, okay, because I'm not really what I just said I was. All right, I want to hear this definition. For me, I feel like I listen to a wide range of different pastors and ministers of God's Word, both men and women, um, with different teaching styles, different ways of approaching God's Word. I feel like I have a pretty wide range of people that I listen to on a regular basis. But it's rare that you get to have one experience together in a church setting like this, where you get to have more of a mosaic of what God God intended us to be like as a church, but also just how we hear the Word of God. And, mm. and it was so sweet you know, because because people at Pursuit know my style, they know how I preach, they know what I focus on and what my passions are. Um, not so much with Pastor Samuel or Pastor Andrew Blackburn that was there, the associate pastor at Winona Friends Church. Um, so it's always neat to hear a fresh word of God from someone you don't get to listen to all the time. That's very true, and I think that uh, that. Um, perspective is something that we uh, need as followers, right? That we need to hear things in fresh ways because I know then they land differently in my heart. And even though it may not be a new information or a new verse, uh, I see things that I didn't see the time before. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And what, what I love about our expression of being a network of house churches, Kristen, is that we believe that that God is directing and leading us in how we do the Discovery Bible study um, in our gatherings is allowing for more potential of this mosaic to happen in our gatherings mm-hmm. even. And it's not just it's not just a cultural thing. It's not just uh you know, because our backgrounds can be different and we can be the same race, you know, we have different experience, but it's how we approach God's word. It's our experiences that we bring to the table, our history. Um, it's what we're passionate about. It's what we're going through in that moment that also helps us figure out how we're receiving a certain passage from the Bible. And so we get to um, really kind of experience this in, a, in, in like you say, those different expressions um, weekly at Pursuit Friends Church as we allow for people to bring all that stuff to the table as we discuss his word. I think that's really true, Brian. And I, I, I think too, that there's just a, um, a community that gets built around those discussions because you are sharing out of your own experience. And so, you know, what resonates with you is also part of sharing who you are. And so you really, um, not only do I learn more about God, I learn more about the people who I'm walking with, which I appreciate as well. And the relationships that can be built. Yeah. You know, you learn about people. Um, we've had many times um, in our gatherings where, you know, people tell stories about their week. And, 
and it relates to the passage of scripture most of the time, you know, um, and it's just beautiful to see people in that in telling their story, they're applying God's word to that. That's, that's, you know, something they just read that we read together brought that story to mind or, you know, um, and their story can help reinforce different aspects of God's word and help us as a group learn how to apply these things better to our lives. Uh, and so getting back to our time this past Sunday, um, it was just wonderful to be a part of this mosaic. I've, I've used that word several times on this podcast already, but it's really a beautiful thing um, to behold. And we're just so privileged and honored to be friends with these two churches um, that encourage us and um, invite us to stuff. That's always fun to be invited to stuff. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a beautiful but hot day, as we said. And uh, man, it was just it was just a blessed day. I kind of want to share, uh, Kristen, if I can, real quick before we jump into some of the finer points of what the pastors actually said. Um, I just I just want to talk a little bit about. Um, Pastor Andrew, who was there that spoke, because it's an encouraging thing, I think, for us. I think um, we at Pursuit Friends Church know Andrew and his wife and their kids. They they actually came to a Sunday service way back before the pandemic dropped um, upon America and the world. Um, and Andrew went through an assessment process with the FCER to determine um, – kind of how what his future in ministry might be is god calling him to plant a new work is god calling him to stay put and just be faithful and be used right where he's at at winona and uh, he and his wife went through this process over a year ago and um, man god has just blessed him as opportunity and position opened up at winona for him to become the associate pastor there and um, talking with pastor rusty and Dan and a few other people from Winona, um, Andrew is just very well respected. Um, he is, oh gosh, he's maybe in his 30s, and he already, just his testimony and his integrity is well known in that body of believers. And so God has blessed him as he and his wife were patient and sought God's call in their life, and uh, he gets to do some pretty cool stuff at Winona Friends as as a, as a pastor there. And then uh, Pastor Samuel as well, I already shared, he serves on EFCER board with the multiplication team with me. Um, and uh, they're excited at Kent Chinese Friends Church because they've launched another church. Um, and it's a church that is meeting online uh, in a persecuted country. And uh, they're just excited about it. They've I guess they've got roughly 20, 29 people. They had 20 the first time, 29 the second time they met. And they're really wondering and figuring out innovatively if online church might be a way for the persecuted church in other countries to gather more safely and to be able to work on community and relationship but study God's Word and worship together. Uh, so they're super excited. Pastor Samuel's excitement about that was tangible it was catchable that is for sure and pastor samuel always kind of sneaks up on you because he comes across when you don't know him as a, as a quiet reserved very like um proper kind of you know and then uh he, just when you when you think you've got him nailed down he opens up and enthusiasm pours out of him or or a joke that you're not expecting uh he's really a lot of fun 
he he's always a big encouragement for me about keeping it about discipleship and people and um, to not get wrapped up in artificial numbers and things that all that eternally just aren't going to matter. That God's just not going to ask us some of those questions. Probably, very likely, when we get to heaven, um, it's going to be how many people did you touch for me? How many people? did you go and find, you know, how many people did you, like they say, our friends in Albania say they measure the success of their day by how many coffees they had um, that day with people sitting down at tables, talking and relating. And um, so anyways, it was a beautiful day. Um, We had three pastors speak, as we said, and I got to go first. So should we just start with me? Let's do that. Let's start with you. I I think it's a good idea, but only because I happen to be first in the lineup, not because of any other reason. Well, yes. And since I, you know, happened to know you, I knew what you were preaching on. So I was prepared to hear what you were going to bring from the word there from Psalm 34, uh, starting in verse eight, I believe. Mm -hmm. I really uh, loved that. Was was there anything good? um, There was something good. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, I really did. I got I got excited about that. Uh, in addition to that, just being a verse that, um, for, you know how you just kind of attach yourself to certain verses? And this is one right. I can't even tell you exactly why, but taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. That's verse eight. That's just always been a verse that um, really comes to my mind and always stands out when I read it, Mm. uh, that experiential sense that God calls us to, to, you know, uh, come closer and find out, you know, and come out and come over and find out you're going to be blessed. You don't, you can uh, give yourself the freedom to not necessarily have all the answers, but go ahead and taste it. Just, just, you know, yeah. So part of why I loved that too, I started thinking about a, uh, uh, when I read this, I started thinking about a funny story. My um, my aunt Sharon, uh, who I actually I'm going to go visit later on in this week, um, is I've always really admired how her healthy lifestyle. She's really good at taking care of being healthy, getting exercise, eating well. And there was a, a season a few years back when um, we thought she had a health condition because all of a sudden her skin turned like this weird orange color, like all of, and so it was, we were all trying to figure out what, you know, what is it, what could be wrong? Like what conditions uh-huh. cause your skin? Cause you know, you can't make your skin turn colors, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> well, you can, I guess it's called a tanning bed, but right. you know, but yeah. not like this anyway. Um, Tattoos and it, can turn parts anyways. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turned out that she had been eating so many baby carrots as her snack that she had been <laughs> taking in so much of that, that her skin literally turned orange. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. And, uh, it, but uh, that story really came back to me just thinking about that verse and that um, God invites us to take him in and see kind of see what happens. And yeah, he's saying, you yeah. know, take me in, taste me, like take me into your person and you will see that that you will be blessed by that, that I am good. And I, um, you know, it's not something that you force your skin to become orange it's a natural outcome of what you're taking in in the same way like as we as we connect like you guys all three pastors were talking about connecting to god's goodness when we really start to connect and actively take that in it causes 
natural consequences in changes in who we are. And I, um, I really like that. I hope, I hope I have orange God skin, uh, from taking it, (laughs) taking in God's goodness. Right. And I, I love that, that, that goodness transcends our whole being. There's a wholeness approach to how God influences and changes us. It's not just this outward, you know, sign. It's not just the things we say. It's, it's all those things are really, um, determined by the thoughts of our hearts, our heart condition and our mind. And as we allow God to renew our mind, as we read his word and as we're pursuing him and as we're tasting and seeing, and we're welcoming him in more and more into our lives and our process into everything, um, you know, it's a, it's a whole, this, this is this wholeness approach. It's everything changes. And, and first what changes, what has to change is what happens on the inside of us. Cause very often our circumstances don't change as quickly right. as we like them to. But if we allow God to be like you're saying, Kristen, this, this change that is transformative and actually shows like other people notice it, like you guys noticed the orange tint to her skin um, <laughs> and you started talking about it, right? You started, right. started right. wondering about it. That's, that's a great analogy of how people should talk about us as Christians, mm-hmm. especially if we're changing, if we've got somewhere. And by the way, people listening, all of us got stuff that can change that's terrible english but it's just how it came out we all have things that can change right we're not all the way where god wants us to be and where we can be and so be encouraged by that the goodness of god is also that he's patient with us absolutely and i think as um you know i'm a firstborn married to a firstborn uh perfectionist striver you know I can really get trapped in trying to make myself be what I need to be. And that kind of exterior work um, is never fruitful if it's not born first out of an interior change. Mm. And that interior change has to be the work of the Holy Spirit. And to me, the over and over, that starts with God's goodness and his love. Because then, you know, and I love um, in this psalm, as you move down, uh, you get to like verse 13, starts to talk about um, the change. Keep your tongue from evil. Turn from evil and do good. Stop telling lies. Do good (laughs) things like seek, seek peace and pursue it. That all comes out of the security and the transformation that God's uh, goodness and his love and his care for us puts us in the position where we can start to let go of the um the bad things that drive us that we all have that that fear um that protectionism the striving you know for importance we all of that becomes satisfied and then we are free to start having different choices in how we um express ourselves in the world so i come back to this over and over i think uh, partially because it is a little bit of an antidote to my personality Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's good. Um, and then, then, um, pastor Andrew, um, yes. uh, got up and began speaking. What did he, what passage did he speak on? He was in Romans five, uh, starting with chapter one, which I immediately knew because, um, 
Romans 8, 1 is one of my favorite verses it, that always comes to me. Uh, with, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So that's 8, 1, which is also a great Romans, therefore. But this is also a great <laughs> Romans, therefore. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I just love that. And it goes on, uh, faith, hope, and love. Just yeah. a fantastic passage. Yeah. And I, I love, sometimes we need, as a, let me go backwards here for a second. As a pastor, there's always this pull and there's this, sometimes this drive that I think most of the time is just my flesh that wants to, um, when I preach or teach, have so many big nugget moments and just all, you know, all of these, you know, I want to blow people's minds sometimes, you know, I just want to impress. I want to, and all of that is fleshly in a large sense, maybe not all of it, but in a large sense it is. And a passage like this in Romans five, that is something that we hear all the time that is on cards and, you know, wood things from, you know, that we hang up yes. in our houses, decorations, and, you know, on bookmarks, all kinds of stuff. Um, sometimes there's this tendency for us to just try too hard. And what I loved about yes. what Andrew um, brought to this was just a matter of fact, um, this is the truth of God's word. <laughs> and yes. if we focus on these things, we will find God's goodness in them. And God mm -hmm. will use us and we will be content and we will be fulfilled in all that God has for us, regardless of our circumstances. Um, and it's just a good, good reminder um, about that, that, but the greatest of these is love, is faith, hope, and love. And um, we need to just stay focused on that. There's goodness in that. Absolutely. And it's so related to what you were talking about just um, Andrew brought out how hope never disappoints us mm. when it is based on God's love, yeah. <laughs> not based on other things. And it's mm. that, um, that verse, uh, later in the passage also, I think it's verse five, where it talks about God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy spirit. I loved that, that idea. Yeah. And the end, and you're right. Andrew did a great job of pointing out that's not because of anything we did. In fact, that's done for us in spite of what we do to run away and to hide and, you know, do our own thing. So, um, and I love that hope. You said something there real quick, if I can interject real quick about, the, about that hope that we have in, in of the mm -hmm. love of God, never failing us mm -hmm. as a human father, as a father to two kids, there are times if I'm really honest and I can think of some even right now where I, my love does fail my kids. Yes. Where I say something, I say I'm going to do something, and then later on it comes time where they remind me that I said I was going to do, I'm just too tired, I don't have the energy, um, it's, you know, I've let the day go too far, now it's really legitimately time for bedtime, and that's the most important thing. But I've seen their disappointment in me, and even mm -hmm. the hurt that can happen um, over little things like building a little tent or fort or playing Legos, and that I just, that I don't follow through with all the way. Like even just last night, my, uh, we kept Brody home from school because he had a cough and congestion and stuff and his throat, back of his throat was red. And, uh, so he stayed back and, uh, 
Peyton came home and he had all this art stuff ready for her to do with him. It was beautiful. And Brody had gotten out these building things that are like these plastic sticks with balls that have holes in them and you can build forts and lay blankets over them. Uh, and they were trying to build desperately this one thing from the diagram that came in the box. And I came down and I didn't really want to help them. I just wanted, I was tired. And I said, you know what, Peyton, I said, I'll help you a little bit and got it going. I said, you know what, tomorrow when you get home, we'll build this to, we'll build this. You guys can play in it and have your tent and everything. And, um, and this morning is, is I was, getting up the lord reminded me of that promise um, mm. to them that um this is something really easy that me as a fa- that i as a father can fulfill in their lives that will bring them such great joy when they get home from school and so i came downstairs and i actually turned off my laptop believe it or not Kristen. wow came back downstairs uh to the basement where their playroom is and actually built this thing for them and i've already got it's on top of blankets so that it, they've got a soft ground they've just got blankets already draped all around it and it's kind of Good a job. thing with the little tunnel in between and so they can have their own space and all that stuff and i just as i built that i just was reminded it's it's i had you know, not really thinking about what Andrew said um, about that and what you just said, but God just reminded me just this morning that his love is perfect and that he never does let us down. And my job as a father is to teach my kids that not in my perfection, but to just be consistent with them. Um, that's all I can do to teach them what God's love is really like. Um, So I just thought, I just felt led to share that. I think that's beautiful, Brian. And uh, I think one of the lessons that I also learned was to was humility when I messed up. Mm. You know, when I, I mean, there were times when I had to go to my kids. I remember one in particular with my daughter, who's 22, going to her and saying, I'm really sorry that you're my first teenager. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know I'm messing this up bad. I know I didn't handle that well. And I know, you know, uh, but please give me some grace because I am learning. It's your first time. It's my first time too. And, and um, it, I think that they need to, there's as much um, teaching in how you handle it when you are human as yes. when we are godly. And I think yeah. both are important. Yeah. And I, I believe very strongly. I, I know we agree on this, Kristen, because uh, we've talked about it in the past, but I, I just continue along this line real briefly before we move on to what Pastor Samuel shared. But I believe really strongly in parents apologizing to their kids mm. when it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, and especially when they feel led when, you know, uh, and, and sometimes I don't feel led. Sometimes I feel pushed <laughs> by my wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, know, to, hey, right. You kind of flew off the handle there for something really silly, Brian. You should go, <laughs> well, they, you don't understand, uh, you know, they said, the, the, you know, eh, but you're, you know. I love the they said. Right. right we right. get so drawn into the kids' argument. They're, they're little right? kids, and I'm drawn <laughs> totally sucked into uh, into it. But uh, you know, I, I just I believe that we have to learn how to humble ourselves when the Spirit moves in our lives, and and we as we are transformed more and more by God's love and grace, and by His patience, we need to allow our kids, our spouses. Um, our families, our neighbors, to see that part of that is that we are a humble people. 
that we are moved by the Spirit of God and by the the conviction of the Holy Spirit in our lives that if it's that if we need to apologize and fess up and ask for forgiveness, that we don't take forever getting there. That we just we just humble ourselves and get there, uh, so that God's grace can abound, so that His restoration and hope can be evident in our lives and in those around us. So. I thought Andrew I, I, did a great job with that. He did. And, you know, I think that what we don't always realize is that when we can respond that way, we're, we're bearing testimony to the fact that God says when we take refuge in him, he's going to bless us. Meaning mm-hmm. I can say I messed up bad, but I don't have to hide it or minimize it or blame shift because I can take it to my heavenly father and find that I'm still loved and accepted and given power to repent and turn. And when I can grasp a hold of that, it allows me to interact in a very uh, countercultural way. Right. Um, And just own up to things and, and say, you know, that was me, you know, I, I, that was all me, but I have the security to do that because of my standing with, with God. Yeah, so good. And then God gets all the glory for that, you know, like right. we just we minimize so often um, and maybe it's our culture here in the U.S. too, you know, a lack of humbling ourselves. You could um, also just be prideful. humanity. Right. It's, it is humanity. I do pick on America <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, both are true. Both are true. Right, I agree. Right. You're right. Um, and but I just. You know, the more we humble ourselves, especially when led, sometimes there can be a false humility too, which is yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big turnoff to the unbelievers and believers alike, but and it is spotted very quickly. But but a true humility that is, you know, people see wisdom in humility. In actuality, they see someone taking a second to think and consider, and to analyze appropriately, and to pause and be thoughtful about what decisions they're going to make and, and the value of what comes out of our mouths. And so uh, as believers, uh, we should we should always think, you know, it's better to wait a minute before spewing something out that can be misconstrued or even just thought, even if it's maybe truthful but done in a way that's off color and very unloving and kind of judgmental. Um, it doesn't matter what's inside our heart if, if it came off a certain way. Um, and so... We just need to, you know, that faith, hope, and love. People have to see that. They have to see that in our lives um, everywhere but, we go. And But they see it because we we allow God to put it there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. True. True. It's not a spray tan, faith, hope, and no. love. Mm-mm. It's got to actually come from eating the carrots, you know. Right. Right. Good. Very good. <laughs> what did, uh, what did. Um, Pastor the, Samuel. Yeah. What did Samuel say? Pastor Samuel was in Ephesians 3, which is a uh, favorite of mine, actually, something that um, I've got on a bulletin board right in front of my desk Mm. that I've been spending some time in. And um, he really was drawing some um, great points out of the prayer in verses 14 through 21 that relate to God's goodness. And it was uh, really great. And I think one of the things that I love right out of the box, he's talking about praying to understand God's love and the expectation when we pray, you know, if we, if God is a good father and he's full of goodness and we're talking to him, we should expect there's going to be a response. So he told this great, yeah, yeah, he told this great story about um, the village that's in drought 
and they are desperate for rain and their crops are dying. And, and so they say, let's, you know, tomorrow we're all going to gather in the square. We're all going to pray and we're going to ask God to help us, you know, and they show up the next day and there's one little girl who brings an umbrella and looks around in confusion at all the adults who are supposed <laughs> to know what's going on thinking, why did no one else prepare for the rain that we're asking for? Uh, that really spoke to me. I thought that was uh, it, uh, just a great illustration of do we really expect an answer or are we just asking? Right, right. And I, I think that's that comes from, uh, for some people, unfortunately, um, a perception that God doesn't actually answer their prayers. You know, that it, that God yes. is up in heaven in his judgment seat. And it's it's kind of like he rolls the dice with us when we pray and the odds are not in our favor, you know. Um, and <laughs> right. so and honestly, I, I think I've done that in my life. I have 100 uh, percent. Yeah, maybe more than I care to admit or even can count where I would pray something. But back in the back of my mind, there's almost this bracing for in case God doesn't answer it. It's protective. And yeah. And it, yeah. And it just, I love how uh, Jesus spoke about faith like a child, you know, um, and how, mm. I, I, you know, if you have faith like a mustard seed, which is pretty small, um, <laughs> you know, you should be able to speak to a mountain and, and that mountain would move for you, you know, like just in, in, in that sense that. Um, God still is in the business of answering prayers. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, and I think sometimes, first of all, we get the timing confused. We assume yes. timing. We assume that we understand all of God's will and his plan <laughs> for our lives when we pray. And we do not take the time to really embrace the thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, that we're aligning ourselves with what God is doing in our lives and um, in our hearts and minds and all that stuff. So, um, Absolutely. That... I think we deal with God like three-year-olds, um, you know, except that we don't, um, we don't have the faith of children, but we will say things. But if he doesn't do exactly what we want to do in the way we want done, in the timing we want done, we're incensed. Right. And, and right. <laughs> and we, you know, and I think sometimes um, we also don't actually, we're not actually asking God for help. We're just venting. Like, well, I'm just going to recite all of my concerns. And I think uh, something I've learned is to bring those complicated feelings and unpleasant feelings to God and, mm -hmm. and, and process with him. I think that is really been vital for my growth, but that is different from um, asking and expecting that he right. is going to do good. I think that's what, that's something that really helped me. It was just, I may not know what it's going to look like, but I can trust just like my, I hope my kids felt like they could trust me that if they said they're hungry, there would be food. It may not be what they want, right? right they yeah. may not know when it's coming. <laughs> And, I, don't know, I, I don't know how many times we've sat down at the table and, and Brody, it's dinner time. He always gets excited for dinner, right? He's not always excited by what's at the table. And he'll right. climb up in his little chair and he'll cross his arms and, I did not want this. <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and those right. of you that know Brody can see that so good. I can see You've it. You've got yes. the picture in your in your mind right now. And that's how we react. That's what you're describing, really, how we react to, Absolutely. to the sometimes. And, you know, if Brody could get real real, he knows that you guys love him. Right, and that if right. you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't serve him the ice cream for dinner that he hoped for, it's because you love him. It is not because you are withholding good things from him. Yes. And I think that that yes. uh, that's what we have to grab a hold of is that, you know, we do serve an infinite God. And so if I can understand him, I'm probably not actually getting to know him right because i'm a finite person but that means that that when i ask for something like brody for dinner um i have to trust that if you know it's going to be as good uh as god and that that's that's really from a from a real long-term perspective what i actually need in that moment even if it's something i don't think i want yeah that's good that's really good, Kristen. I, I, I love, um, we, we got to kind of wrap up the service by singing Reckless Love, um, in, mm. uh, which is a favorite of mine still. I know it's overdone and it's been used for a while now for a few years, but um, it's a favorite of my family's. And mm. if I can just be real for a minute, um, not that I haven't been real this whole podcast. Well, uh, I'm relieved. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me turn on the real Brian Donahue here. Here we go. Um, uh, and uh, just that song really resonates with us as a family. Because like I think most families, um, first of all, just in my marriage and in my relationship with my wife, to just to just absolutely know the reckless love of God over, over us and to know that, that he pursued us and he came after us. Even when I was a foe of God, even when I was not always in my heart serving him the way I should have been, even, even when I was maybe backslidden or rebellious. And when I had this secret sin that, that I was desperately trying to keep from everybody, um, God still loved me through that. He didn't cast me out into outer darkness. He 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 kept me close and he kept his eye on me. And even though maybe I was running away at times, um he was he was right there. All he all all, all I needed to do was cry out to him like David does so often in the Psalms. Just cry out and he's right there. Um and he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. And every time I see my daughter dance to this song, and her and Brody both sing it, and they get the words wrong still, but it's it's still beautiful. Um, it's just a reminder of the grace of God. Seeing my daughter dance openly in that field um, in front of us as we sang this song um, was just is just always a reminder to me. I kind of relate my daughter dancing to that song as I do to the sign of the rainbow to Noah and to us of God's promise. And I love that. And um, so it was, it's, you know, guys, the, the, the love of God is truly reckless from our point of view. Yes. It's not from his point of view. His, his love is perfect. And I just, Whoever's listening to this, if you're listening to this and you feel like, you know what, I, I'm, I need to know what this type of love is. I need to know, um, 
what it is to have faith, hope, and joy, hope, faith, love, and joy, and hope, and uh, I need this in my life. I don't have this right now. I want you to know right now that Kristen and I believe, and our church, Pursuit Friends, believes that God can meet you right where you're at, whatever your circumstance, whatever your heart issue is, whatever your um, life circumstance is, God wants to meet you right where you're at. He does. He's not waiting for you to change and get better. He's not waiting for you to get some things right in your life before intervening. He's waiting for you to humble yourself before him and cry out to him and say, Abba, I need help. And I can't do this on my own. And I want you to hear that you're not alone. I want you to hear that you're not crazy or weird or silly. Um, Kristen and I both in our spouses and even our children have had many of these moments where we just had to stop everything and just it feels like we're barely keeping our head above water and just cry out Abba I need help and I believe with all my heart that God will be there for you that God will help you that God will save you he will um, encourage you and I also believe he uses people to do those things for us too and that's one of the things we want to do as Pursuit Friends Church is encourage you, challenge you, hold you up, uh, love on you. And I just want to say, come as you are. Yes. Come as you are. When you walk through the door of one of our house churches, uh, come as you are. And we trust the Holy Spirit to do the work of healing and restoration. Come and experience our community in friendship and love and fellowship and worship and hear God's word in new ways maybe you never have before. We've we've had that experience in recently in our house church. Someone said, I've never had the Bible explained like this before in my life, and it just came alive to me. I get it now. I get this part of the Bible. Um, that was thrilling to me. That was absolutely yes. thrilling to me. Um, and so I just encourage you, um, if you ever show up on a Sunday, just don't put on a show. Come as you are. Real people who really love the Lord, who are just trying their best to really serve him and really love those around us. Um, that's what we're about. We want to make disciples. We also want to multiply. And we're encouraged because in our near future, um, the Alls are going to be launching out from us uh, into their neighborhood in the city of Green, which is only about 15, 20 minutes uh, from where my house is in Canton, Ohio. Um, but her and her husband, Joe, have been feeling called uh, to launch out of us and to start a new work as a part of our network. So we're excited. Do you want to say anything about that, Kristen? Real briefly? We are very excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think uh, one of the things we're very excited about is uh, we are transplants. And so church to us has always, in a very real sense, become our family. And mm. Um, so to plant in this model in particular, where we can create uh, a smaller group that, uh, that really, um, wants to be that family, you know, uh, crazy uncles, welcome, uh, I'll bring <laughs> your questions, right. People yeah. who know your stuff, know your struggles. It's not about putting on a fancy face. I certainly hope you're not expecting a perfect home, but, um, people who are just walking together. And um, we're, we're really um, excited about seeing what God can do and uh, the people that he's already brought 
that that's yeah i want to be a part of that and yeah. and the people that were um may feel comfortable to come and explore god and explore what christians are all about in a context that is not some kind of formal traditional building um so we're we're really we're really excited and and i'm super pumped um as the lead pastor of pursuit friends church um to see what god is doing in and through kristen and joe all and um we also have aaron and megan but now who are uh in the future sometime as as they are led of the spirit of god and um, are preparing their schedules and their home and their hearts. Uh, we'll also be launching um, a third house church as a part of our network. So be praying for them as well. Be praying for the alls. And uh, we will have more information maybe in the next few weeks, actually, about this um, as we are praying and preparing and working. We had a great leadership meeting, a network leadership meeting uh, just the other day. And uh, man, God was with us. And uh, he just continues to bless what God is doing. And uh, we hope that you're blessed through what you've heard today um, through the Pursuit Friends Church podcast. Uh, it is such a privilege to do this every week and spend this time with you. I hope you enjoy it. I encourage you to share this podcast wherever you can on your social media to let other people be blessed and hear what God is doing here in Northeast Ohio, not just through Pursuit Friends Church, but all over the kingdom of God, um, as we're just a small part of that, but we're excited about the part God is letting us play as Pursuit Friends. If you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can visit us at PursuitFriends.org slash give, and you can actually donate to the work that God is doing here as we build this network of house churches. You can catch us on Facebook and just type in Pursuit Friends Church, and it should pop up right away for you. And uh, we would just love to see you uh, at one of our house churches soon uh, on Sunday morning and whenever the other house churches uh, eventually start to meet too. It would be great to have you. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Step in.